Hello and welcome to the NFL Preview Show powered by Odds Checker. I'm Tom Julian, joined as ever by Ben McClymont to my left, coach Jeff Reinbold to my right. Week 15 is in the books and Jeff, it was a weird one. Yeah, you know what, Tommy, when, when you get to this point in the season, you're in this December and going into January, the game starts to slow down, the game closes down. You know, when you're in September and in October, it seems like everybody's scoring 30 points. Now in these games, if you got 30, that was an offensive explosion. So it's, it's normally what happens this time of year. The weather affects the game. The defenses have had more chances to see the offenses. And then coaches, I think really start to lean on the running game when you get into this kind of weather. Yeah, the, the weather plays a part, the knowledge, Ben, and we're seeing more under on the total points from yeah. a betting preview there, aren't we, a little bit? That's what, that's what we're seeing and that's what we like at the moment. Yeah, because I think teams are getting a bit nervous now as well. They're trying not to lose almost, just trying to sneak over the line. People are resting players like Melvin Gordon's been out for a few weeks and stuff like that, so you're relying on different aspects of your game. But still had some good games this weekend. We had one, one big game in particular, Chiefs Chargers, where we had some points. Yes. And that was great. Philip Rivers is coming fourth in the MVP race. I mean, isn't it great? Didn't we talk about that, though, yeah, last week? 33 uh, to 1, you could have them last week yeah. if we put him as a little outsider. And, and I think 12. it's gone down, yeah, yeah, massively. And Jeff, you were all aboard the Philip Rivers train. I have, I have to be the one that said, absolutely no way. There's no way he gets MVP. And Jeff, you nailed it. Well, you didn't nail it. He hasn't won it. Well, yet. he hasn't won it yet, <laughs> but I tell you what, he's in a position where if he can continue to do what he's been doing. I mean, guys, they're down 21 nothing in that game, yeah. and it looks like it's, it's all over. They don't have a running back. Both their starting running back and the backup are out. He's got very few weapons to work with. In some kind of way, he just almost willed that team to a, to a win, and Mike Williams had a breakout mm-hmm. game. So I think if you're a Charger fan, you got to like your chances. The defense is, is – is not great, but they get enough stops in crucial situations, and you always got a chance when you got Philip with the ball in his hands. Yeah, because the Chargers have been the bogey team themselves. Chiefs were their bogey team. They haven't got over various lines. They went to the Chiefs and they beat them, and they beat them convinced, well, not convinced in the end, but they came back and they really took it to them. You know what? And and Ben, that's a good point because when you start looking at the teams now, and as as you start to formulate what your plan is, you know, in terms of how you're going to play this out over the season. You start looking for teams that have signature wins. And for the Chargers, that certainly is a, is a signature win. You look at some of these other football teams, and, uh, you know, like when you looked at Pittsburgh going into the New England game, they hadn't beaten anybody. They hadn't beaten anybody, I don't think, with a winning record, except maybe Baltimore. And so that was a big signature win for them. The Vikings is another team that still, even though they manhandled the, the Dolphins, they still don't have a signature win under their belt. So. Those are the things that will drive your confidence going into the playoffs. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird one, isn't it? Because we talked about, again, I just want to bring it back slightly to Philip Rivers. He, he's down from 33, now he's at 12 to 1. I'm looking at the list now, and, and you've got people who are in that 33 to 1 range, Jeff. You've got Andrew Luck, Todd Gurley at 33, Jared Goff now at 50 to 1. He's really, he's really come out of it a little bit. Well, you look at that list, and, you know, all of the hot guys have kind of cooled off a little bit. Sure. Breeze, you know, they struggled to score against Carolina in that game. Mahomes has, you know, he, he's a flash player, but he's, you know, he's shown a little bit of coming back to the pack a little bit. Andrew Luck's not getting a lot of opportunities to really have flashy numbers. And Gurley's been nicked. So, you know, you look at that list and it's, it's, uh, it's just like the playoffs. There's no clear-cut favorite. So, again, if Phillip can go... Do it again this week, again, against another top opponent. Uh, I'm going to say you, 
you wish you would have got your money on him two weeks ago. <laughs> oh, I mean, but Ben, the, the Colts are 7-1 and one in their last eight games. You know, Andrew Luck's making something happen. Is there any chance if, if he takes the Colts into the playoffs and, you know, they have a, a bit of a magic time that he's then the fairy tale story, not Drew Brees anymore? I guess it's signature wins, isn't it? He's playing the Titans, I think, which is obviously both 8-6, and six, yep. so that's a big game. Uh, I think it is a bit late, though, when you're looking at what Patrick Mahomes has done this season. Drew Brees' numbers are slipping a bit. Like, he wasn't throwing interceptions, he's thrown a couple the last few weeks, so I guess that's pulling him back. I think Patrick Mahomes for flash plays. See, this is, why, this is why this is so tough to call, because the name of the award is the most valuable yeah. player. Yeah. And if you just go by most valuable player, then I think Philip Rivers is the guy you got to yeah. take. Right? Andrew's going to struggle because he doesn't get enough opportunities to make splash plays. So Mahomes... With the nature of their offense and the way he plays, he's always going to be a, a front runner as long as he doesn't throw interceptions because he's going to make more splash plays than those other guys. Yeah, look at the two shootouts. We have Mahomes in a couple of shootouts, the Patriots and the Rams. He lost them both. Rivers, two shootouts with the Steelers. And then this week with the Chiefs, came back from over 14 points in both of them yeah. and came through. Like, that's see, a big play. And see, that's, again, I think a great point, Benny, because... You don't know how the judges view it, but I know certainly as a football guy, that tells me that that guy means an awful lot to yeah. his football team. And sure. he did it with you know with a limited cast around him. So you start thinking about that. Who would miss their quarterback the most? Well, I got to believe that the Chargers certainly would struggle. I mean, this is you look at the Chargers, and there's not anybody. I mean, unless you're you know husband of you know one of the cheerleaders or something <laughs> picking the chargers early in the season yeah. but you know they're in a position right now where it ain't over in that division oh by far and away is it not over in the afc it's absolutely crazy kansas city currently the first uh for number one seed ben but then you've got los angeles down in down in fifth seed yeah. at the moment but they could easily switch places yeah, this, lose this one week. game and then if the Chargers win out, then it's like they're in the fifth seed. And they've been one, done the number one seed the whole season. That's crazy. That is crazy. You've also got Houston, who are now number two. And I know they went on a mad nine-game run, but it feels like they've come out of nowhere yeah. to take number two. Well, you think about that. It, you know, what would the odds makers tell you if you start 0-3 in the National Football League? The first thing they're going to tell you is you're done. You're yeah. not going to make the playoffs. Well, here's a team that not only isn't going to make, is going to make the playoffs after starting 0-3, Here's a team that might have a first round bye after yeah. starting 0 3. Saints did the same last year as well, didn't they? They went 0 3 and then suddenly, boom, they hit, their rookies came through. They did falter in the end, but maybe it's a similar kind of start to a new, a new era. Sure. I'm assuming we're going to survive this gas leak that yeah. just happened behind <laughs> us. Uh, but we've got to keep talking NFL, so that's the main thing. So. Yeah, well, I mean, if we are talking Super Bowl winners, the Saints are still out there uh, as the favourite at eleven to four. You got the Rams, who who lost again this week, five and one, uh, five one now, five two one. Sorry, the, the Rams are they are they falling apart or is this just? No, a I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say falling apart. I think that's too strong. But I, I think they have some issues, and I think what you see at this time of year is all the warts on every team. Yeah. The thing that I would say about the Saints that makes me like the Saints a little bit more than I did last week is there are times you have to win ugly if you're going to win a championship. And Breeze didn't have a great game. Their offense was very average, but the defense stepped up. And you look at that defense, and, and I think they have been so much in the shadow of the offense, and this was a big confidence booster for them. So I would have said, I would have said this, the Saints chances of winning a Super Bowl would have gone up 
because the issue to me is not whether they're gonna, their offense is good enough to win a Super Bowl. It's whether the defense can get enough stops. So that defense is playing much, much better the second half of the season. Yeah, and there was a guy who we talked about last week, actually, Eli Apple, who came up big a couple of times, took the ball out of Funch's hand in the end zone, had a couple of other nice plays, and then Cam Jordan is putting it on Cam Newton at the end. They had a nice little uh, back and forth about them last year. About him uh, clean sweeping him, and he sent them a bottle of wine as well, <laughs> which is a bit bit harsh. Yeah. But it's come through again, and they, and they beat them. So I think you're right, the Saints defence is coming up big now. And you've got the Saints who take on the Steelers this week. If they do that, they clinch home advantage. Jeff, do you remember the last time the Saints got home advantage? 2009, do you remember what happened then? The Saints won it all. So is it Is it possible? Again? It can, yeah, it's possible. Now, again, this game with the Steelers is huge yeah. and it's huge for both football teams the Steelers jumped over a big 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 psychological hurdle this past weekend because the Patriots in the last 13 games were 11 and 2 against them and everybody was saying that Big Ben can't beat Tom Brady and really they did it in a kind of an unusual way you would have think that the, if this if the Steelers were going to beat the Patriots it was going to have to be that they would outscore them yeah but they did a great job of controlling the ball controlling the tempo of the game and really did some nice things with, with personnel groups and, and uh, formations in the first half to get New England's defense kind of off their, you know, off their kilter. Yeah, because you would say if Big Ben is going to beat, beat Tom Brady and the Patriots, he's going to throw. He's going to throw the ball for like, – he only threw it for 235 yards and two touchdowns. And they let Samuels run for, what, 142 yards and 19 carries. Yeah. And this guy, he's only just starting to play in the, in the National Football League. He didn't play a lot in college, really. He played a lot of tight ends as well. Yeah. Quite surprised that they let that happen. I'm going to tell you something. Not to me. Because oh. here's why. And any, this is for you betters out there, when you watch New England, okay, this is the way Belichick is going to scheme up a defense. He's going to look at the opponent. He's going to say, I got to take these guys away. And these other guys, I'm going to let make plays because you can't take everybody away. But they're gonna, he's going to force you to, as they say, to beat him left-handed. So when you look at it, how many catches did Schuster have? Juju Schuster have? How many catches did AB have? Not very many Seven because they them. doubled him the whole night. So somebody else was going to have to step up. So anytime you're betting against New England or you're playing fantasy against New England, look for the superstars and bet the other guys. Go for the underdogs. The other guys, the guys that kind of are off the radar right there to have big games. So. Yeah. You know, again, that's just a little tip for you when you when you recognize how the Patriots play defense. To your point as well, Washington was a top receiver of 65 yards. He said, it, he said it all, the stats back it up. Love exactly. that insight, love that insight. The Patriots, this is the first time they've lost back-to-back -back in December since 2002, oh. which is incredible. Um, let's go wow. from, from the top end of the playoff tree <laughs> right down to the bottom, Jeff. And we've got some... Well, it's going to become a nervous time for a, a lot of head coaches out there, isn't it, come, come January? Well, you know, everybody. Uh, Bum Phillips had a great line one time. He said, there's only two types of coaches, them that's been fired and them that's going to be. And so that's just the life that we lead. Now, I will tell you that when you look at where these teams are right now, depending on how they close, there could be as many as 10 head coaching changes in the National Football League this offseason, and that's a big number. That's almost a third of the entire league turns over. You know, there's talk right now about Arizona going, Cincinnati going, Jets going, 
you know, we've already got Cleveland gone. We've Panthers. already got the Panthers. You know, the Panthers are one that we're talking about. The Packers' job's open. I mean, there, there could be a number of changes. And so what happens to guys is it's almost like a feeding frenzy because when somebody fires a guy, then they go, uh-oh, all the rest of the teams in the league, if they're considerate, they go, uh-oh, we better get rid of our guys because there won't be anybody left, mm -hmm. right, out there to hire. So once it starts, it's almost like a chain reaction. You get a bunch of them go real fast. And from a coaching point of view, Jeff, you as the coach, do you feel like you've got quite a lot of power in that situation? <laughs> <laughs> or do you never feel like you've got any power? You are, no, you are, <laughs> you are a straight mercenary. You right. are hired for a specific amount of time, and, you know, you... Anything beyond that, you know, is a new work, is a new day, and so these guys move around. It's the nature of the business. You mm. know, um, I've done this for I think 32, 32 years, and I think I've been in twenty three places. So it's just the nature of the way the business works. And as a head coach, the guys that have, here's all right, you want juice in the league. Yes, here's, how, here's how you get juice in the league. <laughs> Money is the first thing. That buys you time for players and for coaches. I like Rudin. Contract. <laughs> Buys you time. Gruden. All right. So, for example, when if you would have asked me, do you think Reggie McKenzie will be the GM of the Packers in two years after Gruden got signed that contract? I said, no way. Yeah. No way. Because you knew it was going to be a power struggle eventually inside. They operated in the most bizarre way I've ever heard. They actually had a – Gruden had a personnel staff, the guys, the guys that are responsible for finding players – and Reggie McKenzie, the general manager, had his own Raiders personnel staff. So obviously that ain't going to work, and it was only a matter of time. Reggie was a dead man walking as soon as John signed that contract. It's tough, isn't it, yeah. Ben? You know, you, you, we every season it's kind of like the, the, the punters are looking at, looking at these changes and going, oh, this is quite an exciting time. But we yeah. kind of forget that it's a personal decision. You know, the coaches, every year they go through it and they're looking over their shoulder. And maybe it's not just this time of year. Maybe it's every day that you're looking over your shoulder. Yeah, and I think one of the things that would be fun for, for us next time when we get together is, uh, you know, is put together a list of potential guys. Mm -hmm. Because there's going to be a, I mean, you can bet that too. You know, you can bet that line. And there are some guys that are going to get opportunities in this, you know, cycle. Yeah, that's the thing. We're talking about people who are losing their jobs, but at the time, any team that's going well, especially an offensive team with an offensive coordinator, like you look at Matt Nagy last year, he's licking his lips at all these opportunities that could come up. And McCarthy as well, we say the coaches don't have the power. There's one coach who surely will have some pulling power on this. Super Bowl winning coach, if there's 10 jobs or so on the line, someone's going to go after him hard and he's going to get some money. I think so, and I think for Mike, it's going to be a question of whether he really wants to coach or not. Yeah. You know, because I'll tell you what, guys, it, it, it wears you out. I mean, it is a monster that will eat you alive. And Mike did it for, what, 16 years or so? I don't know how many years. Mm -hmm. A lot. And, you know, had a tremendous amount of success. But particularly when you're losing, and he's lost the last two years, it eats, you, it eats your guts up. You know, George, George Allen, the longtime coach of the Rams and the Washington Redskins, said when you, when you lose, you die a little bit inside. And that's really true. <laughs> don't be a coach kids is what we're saying uh, make your money with us instead <laughs> alright let's have a look at uh, week 16 because Jeff there are some huge games that still have massive playoff implications in this one and for the second consecutive week we are treated to some Saturday football Ben not only is Christmas coming but we've got Saturday NFL as well how's that Sat sound this weekend was so good I missed the 9.30 game 
had a couple of beers, got in quite late, and then I just got football till four in the morning. Oh. I didn't fall asleep near the end because it was the Broncos. Yeah. But still, it was great. You know, it's nice <laughs> to have that option, isn't yeah. it? But this I'll, week, I'm gonna, I'll stay up for this. Yeah? Yeah, Ravens Chargers. Oh, okay. Well, let's jump the gun there. Yeah, let's come on to that one. Come on, calm yourself down a little bit. We're going to first look at the Washington Redskins at the Tennessee Titans, Saturday, 9.30 p.m., a lovely time, unless you're like Ben and out in the town. But, Jeff, this one, we've got, we got the Titans on a three-game streak. We've got the Redskins, who are still playing somehow, despite losing two quarterbacks to two broken legs. Which way do you see this one going? Well, I think the Titans will win it, and I think it's going to be a real close game. I think it'll be a low-scoring game. Obviously, you've got Josh Johnson on on, uh, on the Redskins side. He, I mean, he hadn't even been there three weeks, yeah. and he won, he's already won a game. Good for him, but I think the, you know, they're just now tape of him, which will help the Titans prepare for him. The Titans can run the football and play defense, and when you can do that, and Derrick Henry has really, really you know, come to the fore these last – couple weeks. Marcus Mariota's got to play better if they're going to get any depth in the playoffs, but I think the Titans will win this one in yeah. a close, low-scoring game. Well, it's interesting you say that because the Titans, in their three-game winning streak, Ben, have outscored their opponents by 14 points or more. They're, wow. they're, they're feeling good, and this, this weekend they shut out the Giants, 17-0, their first shutout since 2000. And that's with Mariota throwing for 88 yards. That's crazy, isn't that it? Is crazy. Derrick, yeah. Derrick Henry had a day. Yeah. Yeah, he's had a couple of right now. What do you see in this game? What are you I'm going with Jeff. The line's at 37 points. I'm, I'm going to tempt to take under it. Yeah. That's at 9 to 10. Yeah, and Titans are winning points margin 7 to 5. Uh, that's 1 to 13 winning points. 12 plus is 23 to 20. The bookies think they're going to blow them out. Yeah, well, I kind of... I, I like the fact that this is going to be a close game. I quite, I quite fancy... I don't fancy the Redskins to win, Jeff, but I, I fancy him to run it hard, and I don't really feel like the Titans are going to put their foot on their throat. So I kind of... I'm edging towards Redskins plus 10 points at 19 to 20. Well, remember now, no. remember as you, as you start to think about this, where's the game being played? Tennessee. Okay, so that's, <laughs> that's three right off the top. If you, yeah. if you use that, which is what Coach Vermeule always taught us, is that, fellas, home field is worth three points to every team. So now I, I see that I, I think the Titans can win it by 10. I don't see them winning it by any more than 10. But I still think it's going to be an under game like you, Benny. All right, what about this then? Nine of the Titans' last 14 wins have been decided by single digits. Oh, good fact. So that's why I'm saying Redskins plus 10. I don't expect Pumps them to the win it. One. Well, no, nine of the last 14. Yeah, but the last game was won by 17. Well, yeah, but that, that's recency included bias. in the 14. Oh, you love the recency bias. I will say t- Titans uh, with a winning margin of 1 to 13 points to 7 to 5. Yeah, that's what I like that. as well. Yeah, nice. All right, we're all going with the Titans there with differing uh, amounts. But the next game, the one that you're excited about, Ben, the Baltimore Ravens at the Los Angeles Chargers, uh, Sunday morning for us, 1.20 a.m. Ben, you're so excited about it. Who's going to win it? Uh, Rivers is going to go off. This is Rivers' game now. He's had a couple of tight games. He let him go. And as he said, a knucklehead inception in the first, or bonehead, I think. His interview after the last game was so good. <laughs> you loved it. I loved it. It was like a bonehead inception in the first minute, which was terrible. He just lofted it over the middle and he got intercepted. And then he, got, he came good in the fourth quarter. This, I think now he's going to start playing some good football. I don't think there's going to be any mistakes now. The Ravens are a good defence, and they're going to run it down their throat. But we haven't seen the Ravens with Lamar Jackson fall behind yet. If the Chargers can come up early... Do they abandon the run game? Do they go to the air, or do they keep just trying to run it from behind? That's that'll be interesting to see. Well, I think for the when you when you think about the Ravens with Lamar Jackson at quarterback, being behind is a different deal. So if you're, you know, in a in a more conventional NFL offense, you're saying okay, ten points before you start to 
early in the game before you start to you know, do some different things. For this football team, because they're, they don't have the ability to score quickly or haven't shown the ability to score quickly by the pass, then being behind is three or more. Now, what's interesting is as you watch them, particularly when they were playing Kansas City, they're comfortable at sitting at that, in that little behind spot, right? They just want to be close to you because they believe that their defense will turn it over, you'll make a mistake. You know, they're really, really good on special teams, so they'll get a big return. So I think that this is this one, I stay away from the Ravens, and here's why. Because they're just, you just don't know. They're, they play good enough defense, and they're going to hold the ball. This, could, this game could be one of those ones, if the, if the Chargers win it, they win it scoring 20 points. Yeah, the Chiefs, uh, the Chiefs, the Chargers, uh, they won last four. The Ravens won the last four out of five. Yeah. So both of these teams are in a little bit of form. The Ravens still competing real hard with Pittsburgh mm-hmm. for the top spot. The Chargers still competing real hard with the Chiefs. There's so much on the line in this game. It's kind of who bends but doesn't break in this one. And something has got to give. That's why I like a close game. I fancy the Chargers with a winning margin of one to six points. That's at 18 to five. I quite fancy that. Um, I also see a bit of a turnaround in this yeah. one, Ben. So you can have the Ravens at halftime and the Chargers at full time. That's a six to one. So obviously don't put your house on that one, but it's a, it's a nice one to watch yeah, out Yeah, that's for. a pretty tasty one right there because I can see that happening where... The Ravens get a field goal or 10 points in the first half, and, and the Chargers don't see the ball. Mm. Because, I mean, this Ravens offense has the ability to take the ball and have it for eight minutes yeah. and go down and kick a field goal. Old school NFL football. We have not seen a team that depends on the run like this team does since maybe, I don't know, the 2002 uh, Ravens that, you know, had Trent Dilfer at quarterback. Yeah. So I think it's going to be an interesting game. Yeah, and Jeff said under the points, under the lines of 44 and a half, he said it could be one with 20 points. You can have 20 to 21 at 44 and a half. I think it could be quite a low scoring game as well. Um, Charges under 24 and a half at 10 to 11. Ravens under 20, that's there, like 10 to 11. Yeah, and I remember this Ravens defense, pretty salty points now. You look at, would you say the Chiefs or the Chargers is a better offensive football team? Well, even if if you make it a wash and say they're both, remember what the Chiefs did. I mean, excuse me, the Chargers, Ravens Ravens did to the Chiefs a couple of weeks ago, right? I mean, they made it really, really tough on them. And some of those throws out of the pocket that Mahomes made, Phillip Rivers isn't going to make because he's not elusive enough to to extend the play. So I really think this Ravens defense will cause problems for the Chargers. All right, fellas, we've got one more game to talk about, and this is... Potentially the game of the weekend, and maybe it's going to cause some, cause some scraps in this room. The Kansas City Chiefs at the Seattle Seahawks, Monday morning, 1.20 a.m. Uh, for us. That's, that, that starts your Christmas Eve off right. I love this game, and I am a lone, well, neck on the line. I'm a lone wolf over here. I like the Seahawks in this, Jeff. Tell me, tell me what you think. Well, I look at a Seahawk team that goes down to San Francisco, and San Francisco's not, right now, a, a great football team. No. And they, and they lose, and they, but they lost on the road. Now, this is also a team that took the Rams to the last minute at home. It's so, this is such an at-home football team, right? When they get up in there in Seattle and they play in front of those 12s, it's really something tough for the other team in terms of the environment's so loud. And I mean, however, Kansas City is Kansas City. Now, 
when you look at them as a Kansas City's Kansas City, because offensively they're going to score their points. They're going to get 21 or more, right? But can that defense, who got gouged by the run against the Ravens, hold up against that Seahawk running game? That's, to me, going to be the interesting part. I am, I'm basing this, Ben, quite a lot on home advantage here. The Seahawks have won their last three They've won, uh, at home. They've won four out of five um, in total games. Obviously, the 49ers was a bit of a blip there. Good teams have blips. The yeah. Seahawks are 8-6. and six. They're still gunning for the playoffs. <coughs> Why do you fancy the Chiefs? Um, I, I can see where you're going as well, because Doug Baldwin's coming back as well. I think that's a big part. But the chi- I just... I can't root against the Chiefs at this moment in time. That's fair. Especially Kareem Hunt's gone, and that has impacted them a bit, but they're still churning out some yards. They've got Williams coming, who I've not really heard a lot about before, but he's making some plays. But through the air, they've just got so much. Tyreek Hill is banged up, so we're not sure exactly he will. I'm sure he'll go, but I don't know where he will be at. Kelsey's good. I just I think they've still got too much just all around, but I think Jeff's right. It depends on can they hold them up, can they stop them through the on the ground early. If the Chiefs can get up early again, similar to the last game we talked about, then they could I, I think that's back. going to be key. And, and I, I'm going to tell you something, Pete Carroll, they are going to run yeah. that football and they're going to eat clock and they're going to keep Patrick Mahomes over on the sideline in his raincoat because it's going to be like, get out of oh, yeah. London tonight. And he'll be shivering, waiting to get at the ball again. And they won't see it for long stretches of time. So I really think this is a game that, that the Seahawks can win. But in order for them to win it, they're going to have to be a little better on defense than they were against San Francisco. Let me put this to you, gentlemen. The Chiefs falling off just a little bit in their last four games. Two losses to the Rams and Chargers, an overtime win to beat the Ravens, and they just snuck past the Oakland Raiders as well, who are trash. So that's why I'm liking the Seahawks, because although they lost to the 49ers, that happens to a football team. The Chiefs haven't been at their best form in the last four games. I'm taking it over a little longer but period I here. say the Rams wasn't them at the best. They were pretty good against the Rams. Not the Ra- no, the Chiefs aren't at their best right now. No, but Chiefs oh, against sorry. the Rams. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'll give them a buy on that one. They scored 50 points, and that's true. they made some plays. That, that is That was just that a great fair. game. What's that Seattle true. playing for in this game? A playoffs. Absolutely. This is a playoff game. Yeah. yeah, and what the Chiefs playing for? They're playing for number one. They're playing for home advantage. Yeah, you're right. This is huge. All right, I'm going to give you some Seahawks odds, Ben. You can chuck the chuck okay. the uh, Chiefs odds around. I like Seahawks plus two point five points is ten to eleven here, over fifty four point five total points. I could, I think this could be a fun one at twenty to twenty one. Um, the Seahawks by a winning margin of one to thirteen is nine to five, and over twenty five Seahawks points is nine to ten. Jeff, I'm throwing all my colours to the Seahawks. <laughs> Ben, what do you got on the Chiefs? Uh, Chiefs are right at three to four. I don't think they've been that short for the season. To be fair, so that's sure. not too bad. Uh, Chiefs won thirteen points and the winning points minus eight to five. If you fancy them to blow them out, twelve plus. That's a fifteen to four, which could happen. Chiefs are minus two on the spread, which we talked about. I kind of like the under actually. I think it's going to be a bit tight, especially if you kind of like Jeff said, they take the ball away from Holmes. He can't score points. Uh, Fifty-three to line. That's at evens. Uh, Seahawks under twenty-seven. I like at ten to eleven as well. I think I think that that over and under is high. Thirty-seven high. points in this game. I think Fifty-three over and twenty-seven for the Seahawks. That's high. It's yeah, high. I see. The only way the Seahawks are going to win this game is by by going big, and that's and I think it's going to be a fun game. I'm excited to watch it, and there's no work the next day, so they can stay up and watch it, and yeah. it's all good. Uh, that yeah, well, there's some work for our producer, but <laughs> no work for me. So that's the main <laughs> thing. All right, we are running out of time here, gentlemen. 
You don't want to talk about the Raiders Broncos game? Monday I night? absolutely <laughs> don't want to talk about the Raiders Broncos game. There will be a mini preview of the Raiders Broncos. So if you really want to put your money, it's uh, that big <laughs> on that one, then you can. Well, we're professional, be, so we've invested our time. That will be on Odds Checker's social media account at Odds Checker. So check that one out as well, gentlemen. Thank you so much for your time, as always. It's week 16. We're running out of time. Yeah. These moments are precious, and I enjoy every second of the them. The games get bigger, and the calls get more important. <laughs> well, they certainly do. Hopefully, they get righter, because yeah. we've been on a bit of a downward, <laughs> downward trend, but we need to rock it back up. Yeah, we haven't talked about the Bears at all today. Bears, dark horses, 12 to 1 for, the, uh, for uh, Super Bowl. Hey, I just want to know, how many of you out there, when we said the Bears were going to make the playoffs before the season started, Put their money on the Bears because if you did, we love betting. Yeah, like Happy it for you. Yeah, good for you. You're rolling in it now. Uh, all right, we'll be back next week. Make sure you check out the mini previews. Go to oddstecker.com for all the best odds, and we'll see you next week. Good luck.